And we are live. Hi, and welcome to episode 83 of TLC, Tech Learn Coffee. I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, and now an innovation coach and technology TOSA in Beverly Hills, California. Woo-woo! Woo-hoo! Congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've been doing the gig for about two weeks now. It's been really exciting. And anyway, a reminder, I'm not going to waste time because we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that. No, we don't. And it has been hot, hot, hot here in California. And so did you know that drinking, Nancy, you'll like this, drinking hot coffee in hot weather can actually cool you off. It actually helps to produce um, more. It makes you sweat disproportionately because you're getting your body temperature is rising. And so all of that sweat then goes out and evaporates and it actually cools your body off. So get out there and drink hot coffee. And tonight's guest is Matt, and he will be talking to us about comics. So Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah, hi. Uh, So my name is Matt Smith. Uh, I'm a Canadian and British cartoonist, filmmaker, and educator. Um, I've taught during my teaching career at international schools exclusively in countries like Malaysia, Japan, and Kuwait. Uh, But for the past few years, uh, I've been working independently as kind of a uh, educational consultant, uh, specifically with using comics in the classroom. I've been visiting schools all over the world with interactive, literacy, literacy-focused comics lessons. That's great. So we're really excited to um, talk to you about the comics in the classroom. We haven't uh, touched on this sort of topic before. So what makes comics a good addition to the students' learning? I, I just love how comics engage like every type of reader, especially reluctant readers. It's just so less intimidating to look at a page of a comic. There's not as much text as a dense novel. If you're someone who's not that confident about your reading and you open a book that's just like top to bottom text, that can be scary if you're an EAL learner or just still struggling to figure out how to actually interact with books. But if you sit a kid in front of a comic, you know, there's pictures there to help with the understanding. You're decoding the pictures with the text. So it's just not as scary right away. And also for dyslexic readers, there's all these just little clues in the way you move across the panel from left to right, top to bottom, whether it's just that sequential order of the panels or sometimes there's little like roadmaps in the art drawing your eye across the page and it just helps with that uh, method of reading left to right, top to bottom. Uh, With making comics, it just really empowers some students that don't have the confidence in their writing skills. Because comics are this beautiful marriage of words and pictures. And if you're someone who's struggling to show your learning through words, you just don't have enough vocabulary, you just can't put it into writing, why not do the heavy lifting with images? And why not let a drawing show that you do understand the concepts and let the drawing show your learning? So I just love how it kind of opens up so much more educational opportunities for some students that just feel like, they're not finding the right way to communicate or they just are struggling to get into reading. That's great. I really like um, that, that you had, you know, touched on like the dyslexic readers and the EALs. Um, You know, we just want that equality for our kids to be able to share that with us. So I think that's a great point. So 
what motivated you to start to help students create comics? So how did you get started with all of this? I, I just really love making comics. Um, my last teaching post, I was an uh, uh, instructional coach with technology, and I would visit all these classrooms and just got to make cool stuff. And it was just really fun going in, and you walk into a classroom like, hey, we're making an iMovie today. Instantly, the class is on your side. Or, hey, we're making comics today. And it's just really exciting. And like, you're both teachers, and every, most people listening, I'm sure, are teachers, and they'll tell you teaching something you're super passionate about is just so much fun. It's so easy. And I love sharing that passion. Um, and I really do think that with the right training and education that comics can replace any form of written assignment. If, with the right understanding from the teachers of what to look for and the right training with the students of like how to put their thoughts into the drawings and the images, I think that there's a lot you can do with comics. And comics are exciting to me because it is still a fairly new medium and kind of the rules are still being written. We're still trying, to, we're still learning what can be done with comics. So to bring that to a school where a lot of teachers have used comics before, but they just don't, they kind of just scratched the surface and seeing what their students can do when you give them the right tools to express themselves. I just like opening people's eyes to the possibilities of comics. Just, they're just really cool. <laughs> Well, we can tell you're definitely passionate about it. Um, I do like that you brought up, up the um, training because I, I've, you know, kind of dabbled with like comics and I just don't feel confident enough in it. And I'm sure I'm not the only teacher out there that is like we dabble in it, but it's not super, um, you know, like we're not super confident in it. So it's not something that we use on, you know, on the reg. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of times a lot of teachers have used comics in the classroom before and you can get something that resembles a comic. It's words and pictures coming together, but there's a language to comics, just like there's a language to anything. So, you know, just training both sides, the teachers and the students in how to use that language. What are the, you know, how do you show movement? How do you draw sound? And then getting the students to be able to show that the teachers be able to read that and decode that. So just kind of, it's like teaching another language. So, you know, everyone can kind of tell you okay I can kind of see a comic I can tell you like what a comic looks like feels like but to actually like dissect it and break it apart and that's the nitty-gritty stuff I really like to do and kind of again just getting people students and teachers to be like whoa I never thought about it like that yes I, I had an experience last year where I was creating something and it was comic strip based and our comics based and I had two students who were really into comics uh, last year and I showed it to them and they're like, no, you have the wrong font. Like they were so nitpicky that I had the wrong font. So, you know, I let them pick the font that was needed. Um, yes. Yeah. So what are some tools, um, what are like some good tools that you would recommend for teachers to kind of look at instead of kind of diving in blindly to it? Yeah, well, in terms of like technology tools, there's two really great apps that I always recommend. Um, one's called Comic Life, and you can get that for uh, PCs, Macs, and there's apps for it. And then another one's an iOS app, Strip Designer, uh, like Comic Strip, Strip Designer, that I use a lot uh, with iPads, and you can use it on your iPhone, but it's a little bit too small. But both these apps are fantastic because it creates panels, it creates pages, and then you insert images, so you can do it in many ways. I've done it with students where they draw an entire page and we scan that as one image, but then we put in the speech balloons and the text on top. So 
that way you avoid problems like I spend a lot of time working on lettering. So not just font choice, but that is a thing too. When you have these crazy fonts and you just want to understand the dialogue, but also one of the most common problems I see that I really try to hammer home is students and adults will do this where they will draw the speech balloon first and then try to fit their words inside. And you just run out of space instantly. And then I've got words that are squished. I've got words escaping the, the balloon. I've got words that are curving around and like forming the weirdest shapes. So the great thing about comic life and strip designer is the apps will put these speech balloons in the text for you. It's super easy to read. It's so clear. It's legible. And that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter, you know, how much fun the kids have making comics. The teachers have to be able to actually read and understand them afterwards. So I highly recommend those. Um, but I like just starting, you know, give someone some paper and a pencil and just start. A lot of the, the practices and the theory is the same, whether you're making it digitally or by hand. But just to make it look really slick and it's so user-friendly, comic life and strip designer. And then with some older students that are really tech savvy, there's a lot you can do with the uh, Adobe Suite, you making speech balloons, even drawing with some advanced students that are really adept with Wacom tablets. But comic life and strip designer are just fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. I think that for me, that already took it down um, to the next level of like, okay, I can do that with kids, you know, so I'm not you know, flumbing my way through it. Um, so you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but how have the students responded? Like you, you have already said, like they get really excited, but when they get down to the nitty gritty of actually showing their learning, how have they responded um, to using comics? It's, like I said, you walk into a classroom full of kids and you said, hey, we're going to spend the next hour making comics and instantly everyone's on your side. Even with the older kids, sometimes they kind of look at you a little bit suspiciously, but when I give even grade 12 students time to start drawing comics, everyone's down, heads down quiet, and they're into it because they just don't get to play that much sometimes. So just, you know, expressing themselves in a different way is kind of fun, but it's cool to get excited. I love walking out of a classroom and you see kids in the hall showing their friends the comic they just made, and they're walking around and they're like showing it off, and I was just like, yes, that's what I want to see. But the thing that really excites me most is getting teachers excited about it and kind of getting teachers to realize like how important it is to kind of understand comics and what you can do with comics. So that's really kind of the most exciting part for me. Kids are easy, like they're on board. But when you get a teacher who kind of, you see them cock their head and realize, oh, there's more to this than I thought. And I had a teacher tell me how they were so excited they had a kid who was on the autistic spectrum and they were adapting a short story they read, and he drew a character whose cat ran away and had a broken heart uh, sort of emoji, um, we call it Emanata in comics, a broken heart symbol above the character's head, and this teacher was just so overjoyed because this student wasn't able to express his emotions or show his understanding of the emotions of the characters through the written word, but he could draw it after making comics with me in my lessons, and that was just really exciting. Oh, what a great moment. How fantastic. Yeah. So how would a teacher like me, fifth grade, um, go about starting to incorporate this into their classroom? Like, I, I, I'm at a loss of like how to, you know, begin. I mean, so we have the basic tools. Um, I know Nancy has also done it with like Google drawings and uh, yes. Google slides as well. But how can I go ahead and, and get this actually up and running in my classroom? 
I, I think just showing your students that comics are welcome and accepted in your classroom is a big thing. And I know that there's this, there's a lot of stigma about comics that they're reading light or you don't actually have to work that hard to understand them. And they're just, you know, for kids, but go talk to the school librarian. I would recommend to anyone listening, the librarian can recommend comics that still are pitched at the right reading level. There's a list on my website. Uh, I'm sure you're going to share the link, but Smith smith.com slash resources. I have a list of recommended reading for different ages and it's still challenging, even though there is less text, like I said. So just using and just having comics more visible in the classroom, I think, is one big step. But during my professional development training I give at schools, I give a lot of different ideas for how you can use comics in the classroom, like a journal to reflect at the end of a unit. Um, I've seen some fantastic comics about the life cycle of plants. Um, I've seen student or teachers who get blank comic book pages. You can find them online or take pages and just kind of white out the dialogue and the speech balloons and then ask their students to fill in dialogue that still makes sense with the images. Um, adaptation of Shakespeare plays or finish the story you're reading in class. Um, and then with older students, uh, there's so much you can do with a really well-constructed graphic novel like Mouse, Dark Knight Returns, Persepolis. They're just as robust as any novel or film. Like, there's so much you just pull apart. And why did the writer make this word choice? Why did the artist choose this angle or these number of panels or this combination of panels? And how, what effect does this have on you as a reader? So just looking at comics, they can stand up to that sort of critical analyzation that we would expect our students to be able to do. So just looking at them from that kind of eye, from that kind of viewpoint, I think is a good way to start. And then just think, okay, if I have a student struggling, Timer. that's our 14. <laughs> that's, that's okay. No, so uh, go ahead and um, finish up your thought and let us know if you have any additional things that you yeah, want to just, share. I, I just encourage, just as you would as an instructional technology coach, how can you flip this assignment into a comics lesson? Is it something that needs to be all text or can we, you know, supplement it with some images. So just start thinking of assignments that way. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for having me. I would just like to end this by saying that um, I'm available. I'm looking for schools to visit all the time. Um, if anyone's listening that is at a school that thinks they can benefit, I come in, I do lessons with students K to 12. I have professional development training. I even have parents uh, sessions. But if you go to smithversusmith.com slash workshops dash lessons, you can find out all about the kind of stuff I offer. And as you can tell, I could talk about this for a long time. So I'm glad there is a, a timer. Um, yeah. Well, we thank you so much. Um, and yes, clear your passion just oozed throughout this entire um, talk. So I'm so excited about this. Um, and yes, we will be sharing out the resources and the, the website that you shared with us on our show notes yeah, as well. You. So um, our listeners can uh, check it out there too as well. So. We also want to thank our listeners, and if you enjoyed the show, please leave a comment to let us know. And tonight's comment question is, how could you not have not been inspired um, today? So what do you think about comics? You know, do they belong in, in the classroom? I am, I, I, you have convinced me, absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, but we want to hear from I, our I listeners so. as well. <laughs> and uh, you can join us on Wednesday, September 4th, when our guest will be Jennifer Stimson. 
Very good. So please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course we know you do, please rate and leave a review wherever you are listening so that other people can find us. Remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks.